Dr. Mike here. So, you know, if you want to live forever-ish, you got to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I am here with my co-host and a good friend and the wonderful mom and, and professional she is... Dr. Crystal. <laughs> you never know how I'm going to introduce you, do you? <laughs> I know, but you know, that one, and I'm sure they can hear it, the, the listeners can hear it in my voice. I was smiling. I mean, oh. my smile could not get any bigger. So um, we're going to stop talking about you right now. We're going to move into the Life Extension Magazine <laughs> for December. This is our ins and outs, three ins to live forever ish and one out. Something you don't want to do if you want to live forever-ish. And what does that, what does live forever-ish mean to Dr. Crystal and myself? It simply means, yeah, it's living longer, but it's it's more than that. It's it's healthier uh, years. It's vibrant, strong, active years. That's what uh, we talk a lot about on this show. So the first in from the Life Extension magazine that we wanted to talk about is, drum roll, Elderberry. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that that drum roll was a little short. Okay, I would sorry. have loved to for it to have been a little louder and a little longer. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about elderberry. Why did we choose that as an end to live forever ish? Well, we know that they are packed with antioxidant polyphenols. These are, you know, those chemicals that's made in the berry to protect that berry from its environment. And when we take it, it is protecting us. They are, you know, supporting our immune system. They are doing so many things in the body. And, you know, it's it's something that we need to focus on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I, I know we've, we've talked about I mean, throughout the years, elderberry. I mean, this is, you know, for life extension, we, we've we been on top of this. We've understand the um, research behind it. I mean, I think today it's like you just said, right? It's the immune system. That's, I think that's what most people are, why most people are interested in it. And we both agree, right? If you're going to live forever-ish, you got to have a strong immune system at the end of the day. You know, and elderberries, I love them or just the, even just the idea is because they are, you know, they're the dark purple berries. Yeah. And yeah. what we're seeing research shows is that, you know, out of all of the, the food, the colors of food, you know, the colors in the rainbow, we seem to be missing out on those dark blues, those yeah. dark purples. Yeah, that's and, uh, we're I not getting enough of that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So when I was a kid growing up in, uh, so I grew up in Southern California, but um, that was till I was in middle school. And then we moved out to Texas, Houston, Texas, where I did high school. And uh, out in Texas, uh, at least in Southern Texas, there's a lot of uh, wild growing elderberry, blackberries, what are called booberries. I'm not, I think those are just blackberries. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. But you know what we used to do, Dr. Crystal? We used to go out and pick them wild right off the plants, right off the, they, they, they grow in these big thorny bushes. And we would throw them into a little uh, pie dish with some sugar and butter and throw on some uh, bis biscuit uh, stuff that can make like uh, a dough. And we would heat it up and eat it with some ice cream. Now, what color <laughs> were they the dark? 
the dark no, these, bears? Yeah, all of these were, and I, if if I'm if I remember right, I was told they were elderberries and blackberries and something called booberries, and they were, I mean, they were black to deep purple. Oh, good stuff. So we made kind of our own homemade cobblers, and um, anyways, that's just a story about them. I think we need to eat more of these types of dark berries, and we know that they have a a lot of um, properties that help uh, reduce oxidative stress and can ramp up the immune system. So in number one is eating, consuming, supplementing with the elderberry. What is in number two? Well, I have down, ooh, I know you're going to like this, Dr. Crystal. <laughs> massage therapy. Tell us about that. Oh, yes. Who doesn't love a nice massage? I do, uh, except that I'll have to tell you when I was pregnant with my daughter or son, I can't remember which one, but I was probably about <laughs> six months. And, uh, and so I said, oh, I could use a massage. And I, you know, I knew there were different types of massage and we can talk about that a little bit, but there is a special prenatal massage. Yeah, and I have to that. tell you. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. They actually have like a little hole for your belly. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It was great. But yes, any stage of life, massage therapy can be so supportive. Um, and we in, in the magazine, which obviously this is our in and out. So we're highlighting different articles found in the December 2020 magazine. And we have an article that uh, is giving us updates on massage therapy from massage therapy conferences. So yeah, kind of scientific that. data on the benefits of massage. Um, they Wasn't it specific to maybe like pain and stuff like that? Like uh, I thought it was maybe cancer patients. Was that some of the research? Well, yeah, well, all sorts of, you know, pain and discomfort, cancer, headaches, lower back pain, uh, fibromyalgia. Um, there are, you know, they, and so they go in, this article goes into details on the different types of massage that may be beneficial based on, you know, the issues that you're dealing with. Yeah, but was now, if I remember right, and I think because we reviewed this, didn't you say though, that it looks like it's the it's the deep massage therapy, the the myofascial where they're really digging in between the muscle fibers and that kind of stuff, right? Yes, which I love. I don't like tissue <laughs> massage. <laughs> I knew, I know, I know. You told me that you like that. I I I find it uncomfortable. Um, if I'm just if I'm just going for a good massage, I would do more. I guess it's the Swedish type. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not, I don't like that deep stuff. Yes. But, you know, I think what's nice about the article is it's obviously a part of what most people consider self-care, their self-care routines. You know, we've talked about that, Dr. Mike, but it's not simply a, a self-indulgence. Yeah. There's value. Um, there yeah. are the lymphatic massages that those aren't those aren't deep tissue. Those are very, very light touches that can kind of get 
the the lymph flowing through your body. You know, that's that's uh, my mom who was a cancer patient years and years ago. Unfortunately, she passed away from it, but she did that. She did. I remember this. This is back in the late 80s. And she underwent some lymphatic type of um, massage therapy. And it wasn't it wasn't to fight the cancer necessarily, but just made her feel better. And she had less pain maybe for a couple of days and needed less medicine for a couple. You know what I mean? So that right. I, I, yeah, I'm in familiar with the efficacy and the benefit of, of, of that particular uh, type of therapy for sure. Yes. And so we the articles encouraging physicians to maybe suggest massage therapy for some of their patients dealing with. Uh, with chronic pain, maybe before you go directly to opioids or some of those yeah. other types of, of pain relieving um, options, try massage therapy. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great option. And, and hopefully it, it really, um, uh, if it becomes more and more popular, it could even drive insurance companies uh, to start including that. And I think that would be uh, fantastic. So that is in number two, massage therapy. In number three, this is totally Dr. Crystal's idea, side dishes. <laughs> well, tell me why. Now, you know me, I love my side dishes, but why are we talking about side dishes as an in to live foreverish? Well, we all love a good side dish. Side dishes matter. I've seen you eat side dishes, uh, Dr. Crystal. I know you like them. And, well, typically we focus on the main dish. It's like, okay, what am I going to have? What's the main dish? And then we kind of foo-foo the sides, and that's kind of the, the second thought uh, of the side. And really, um, a side dish can sometimes outshine even the main attraction, depending on the side dish. And well, often well, we go to uh, processed carbs for our sides. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say, right? Sometimes you people spend a lot of time on making the main dish healthy. And then they eat a side dish that's loaded with, well, I told you what I'm having um, for one of my meals coming up, right? One of my favorite, which is scalloped potatoes. <laughs> it's not, that's not the greatest thing, but but that's the point. There's That's loaded with calories, all that kind of stuff. So here I am trying to eat better with lean protein, yet I have a side dish that's heavy. It's carbs. It's cheesy, right? So we, we don't always think of the side dish as part of that healthy meal, maybe, I guess. Is that is, is that kind of where we're going? Well, that's where we're going. But the second part to that is your side dish doesn't have to be boring. You know, we we put a lot of effort into the main dish. But, you know, for example, broccoli is good, steamed broccoli. But what about steamed broccoli with lime and cumin or roasted cauliflower? That's great. But what about adding some ginger and garlic? And Yeah, that's good. And, that's good. Except know, for that, broccoli. There's nothing you can add to broccoli to make it good. It's just the way it is. It's a, That's a fact, Dr. Crystal. You have to accept it. Uh, I don't know. I made broccoli the other night. It was pretty good. I used the steamer where you boil your water. I'm going to give you a real life example, Dr. Mike. So I have the the pot where it's kind of the, the four quart pot and you boil your water and then you have the steamer. So the broccoli doesn't actually touch the water. It just steams in the, the contraption above the, the pot. But I season my pot. I put some good olive oil, salt, uh, and Italian herb blend in my water, and then that infuses into 
the broccoli. I'm telling you, it's great. Um, you, Dap, I'm sorry. Everything you just said is just not going to work, and you have to accept the fact that broccoli is bad. Okay, so that <laughs> is in number three. It's, yeah, think of your side dishes when you're looking at your whole meal, especially the big celebratory meals, the, the feasts that we often eat at the end of the year. Think about those side dishes and how to make them, you know, awesome and flavorful, but also healthy at the same time, minus broccoli. So now we're going to move in to what is the out part of this. This is what you don't want to have or don't want to do, that kind of stuff if you want to live foreverish. And our out for this week is tight muscles. Tell us about that. Well, we know when your muscles are tight, you have difficulty moving. Um, you may have muscle pain, cramping, discomfort, and, you know, there are times where it goes away on its own, and there are times where your muscles are just tight because you haven't uh, stretched them regularly, and that can put a strain on your joints. Um, it can, you know, affect your balance um, and, and your comfort. Yeah. Yeah. We, how, I mean, I think we've done several shows um, on the importance of maintaining muscle mass and, and, you know, keeping limber and keeping strong because I, you know, at the end of the day, I've told this story before, Dr. Chris, I know you've heard it several times. You're probably sick of it, but that's like one of my scariest things is not being able to move as I get older, not being able to lift up from a chair, not being able um, to lift my own weight and, and, and being weak like that and needing help to walk. That's not what we consider living forever-ish. Living yeah. forever-ish is strong. It's, it's, you know, even when you're in your 80s and 90s, you're still walking, you're, you're playing some of your favorite um, leisurely sports, you know, whatever that is. And that means muscle health, muscle strength, maintaining muscle mass is so critical. And keeping your muscles limber is definitely a part of that. So there you go. That's three ins and one out. So the ins are elderberry, massage therapy, and healthy, flavorful side dishes. And what's out is tight muscles. Dr. Crystal, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Dr. Mike. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, there's many more podcasts at liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. Don't forget to like, to share, to comment, and make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.